listening to Sports Radio Detroit. Welcome to Grave Discussions. <laughs> I am your host, Barnabas. And I am your co-host, the devilish Samael. Welcome to episode 49, Love Hurts and Scars. Indeed it does. Mm-hmm. And this is a special Valentine's Day themed episode. So we're going to be bringing you guys some horror movies that uh, touched our hearts, if you will. Aha. <laughs> Maybe literally. Bastard. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we're going to be going over some pretty cool movies, including Happy Death Day to You, which uh, just came out in theaters on Valentine's Day last week. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that in our main segment. And then we've got some other cool movies lined up as well. As always, uh, this is made possible by the one, the only, Sports Radio Detroit. Yes, that is Sports Radio Detroit, not Detroit Sports Radio And you can find Sports Radio Detroit on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search Sports Radio Detroit. That's SRD, Sports Radio Detroit. Hi, Roger. (laughs) How are you, buddy? Hey, Roger. What's up? I love you. (laughs) (laughs) We do, though, for real. We do. We do. As always, we're going to get you guys started with what's been going on in the horror world. Uh Uh-huh. Much has been going on in the horror world. There has been a lot, yeah. A lot of announcements of new things to come. Yes, yes. And we'll touch on three today. There's there's a lot more, but, you know. There are more. Actually, I'll mention two more that I found out about just really quick. Uh, Terrifier 2. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, bro. Mm-hmm. Art the Clown I'm, is I'm coming back. really excited to see David Howard Thornton reprise his role as Art. Yeah, dude. He's been tending all the cons and He's super he nice. talks to people. Dude, yeah. if you talk to him on Instagram or Facebook, he will like your comment and talk to you. Yeah, most likely reply to you. He did to us. I mean, he's, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he's super nice, super nice. And uh, we have to support horror like that. Oh, yeah. So. Independent is... Uh, it's keeping us cult fans happy. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah. Maybe a lot of like people who watch mainstream horror like Insidious might not like shit like Terrifier, but those of us that can appreciate, you know, the older like Grindhouse days and like that fucking 80s bloodbath style like the late 80s was doing before they kind of transitioned into that 90s whodunit type of shit like scream as we talked about you'll enjoy terrifier and if you're like a guy who likes movies like mother then i hate you no but (laughs) you pretentious hipster piece of shit no no no, but but seriously seriously though like uh independence where it's at right now for us cult fans and uh it's growing like uh the thing that's still kind of lacking for me in the independent department is like the cinematography style Mm. i think maybe like work your angles a bit better like think of more effective shots for the scene that you're doing if it's like if it's dialogue use medium shots okay if there's a killer and like you're trying to build suspense from and like you're just focusing on the killer use like lower angles make the killer appear bigger than he is and you know just simple shit like that and that's the stuff kind of not terrifier but a lot of independent films i noticed are like lacking in pretty decent cinematography but terrifier too is 
is going to be a masterpiece mm-hmm. for cult fans. It's going to be a splatter, splats, splatster piece. I, yeah, something like that. Splatster piece. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good advice. And uh, Damien Leone. He's awesome. Just uh, finished the script for Terrifier 2. So we're going to expect it coming out pretty soon. He posted the Terrifier 2 uh, page today on his Instagram. And as soon as I woke up, I saw that and I followed it right away. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that one. Once you have more information, we'll let you guys know. Also, just touch on very briefly, Alien Isolation is yes. supposed to be coming out with an R-rated animated series. That's kind of, a, am assuming, some kind of like a sequel to the game. So, I'm um, pretty excited about that one as well. But the, the main three things that we have, the first one, Nickelodeon as you all know, is going to be coming out with the Are You Afraid of the Dark movie later this year, but But. they are also reviving the TV series. (laughs) Looks like I got to plug in my motherfucking cable box once again. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't know where exactly it's going to be uh, going to. It's probably going to stream somewhere, so you might not have to have cable for it. Nice. I hope they'll have it on Hulu, actually. They might have it on that VRV app because uh, they have Nick Splat on there. So I don't know. I don't know, but just uh, be aware of that. The series is coming back. There's not a whole lot of information about it right now, but once we have more, as always, uh, we'll let you guys know. But I am I'm super excited about it. So the next bit of news is also very exciting, at least for uh, for us, because we like the series. But if you're familiar with the slasher series Laid to Rest, which focuses on the deranged killer Chrome Skull. I remember that. Yeah, then uh, you'll be excited about this one. Laid to Rest 3 is officially coming out. Uh, it's subtitled Exhumed. And the filmmakers are actually raising money for the movie. So there's a, an Indiegogo campaign that's going to be starting pretty soon. Uh, you can go check it out on that website, or you can uh, check out the Bloody Disgusting article you can get there. Basically, uh, you're going to be able to pay to support the making of the film, as with most you know, crowdfunding things. But there's a mention that you might be able to be killed on screen. What? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, there's not really any more information as to like how that's going to happen. But basically, it's kind of teasing that you might be able to get killed on screen in Late to Rest 3. I'm assuming it's going to be some kind of like donation, like tier reward. Like if you put in, you know, $2,000 into the movie or something, then Mm -hmm. they'll like fly you out or some shit. And, you know, and you can have like a death scene on the movie. It's probably going to be more more money than that. But but I'm assuming that that's what it's going to be, or it's going to be some kind of raffle type thing. <laughs> but I don't know, man. If I'm able to, <laughs> if, if like afford it, or if like I win or something, I would totally love to get killed on on camera for Late to Us Three. Yeah. So go check out the Indiegogo page if you guys want updates, and you know if you're interested in donating to the film. I think I am going to donate to the film anyway because you know I like seeing stuff like this and supporting stuff like this like you were literally just talking about you know indie film and stuff so this is this is pretty much exactly that so be on the lookout for that movie and uh keep up with the indiegogo if you want the next movie is the return of yet another iconic horror franchise the ring 
and we've got a new movie coming out called Sadako. Yes. You think this is going to like delve into like the backstory? Uh, it is possible. Like I haven't really seen a lot of the the Japanese ones, so I don't entirely remember like the the story, but yeah, it seems like it's actually going to be more of like a sequel. That that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised cuz I'm so sick of like like fucking backstories and prequels and all this bullshit. Yeah. I remember I watched a movie with Mugbin recently and he's like, "Is that the only film in the franchise?" I was like, yeah, they didn't. They didn't make anything else. He's like, "Yeah, you think they'd make a prequel, the whole backstory shit, and yeah. they have a remake by now?" I'm like, "Yep." You would think. I mean, they are doing it for everything. Like at this point, I feel like I know Leatherface's entire, from like the moment you know he he was born. Basically, like I feel like I know his story because there's yeah. been so many le- like Leatherface things. Well, there is and- two Leatherfaces. There's Bubba Sawyer, yeah, from the original series. And then there's Thomas Hewitt from the remake. Yeah. And I think, was Leatherface Bubba? Uh, I think so. I think so. it was Bubba. It wasn't Thomas Hewitt. Because the last Thomas Hewitt movie that came out was Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Yeah. I don't know. TCM is like one of the franchises that I paid the least attention to as far as like lore and stuff like that goes. Well, I've I, I watched every single one yeah. of them. I have watched them all, but I don't like readily keep up on. But I think, I think so. But anyway, you know what I mean. Like, there's a, a bunch of like prequel movies and like movies that share the backstory and shit like that, and about the family and everything. And there's other franchises that have the exact same thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I am glad that this is going to be a sequel. I'm looking forward to it for sure. And uh, it is supposed to be out later this year. It's going to be releasing in Japan on May 24th. So expect like maybe around october or something possibly this is going to come out in the states sick oh yeah so we have a couple of trailer announcements to round out the news here today the first is about a movie called starfish this is coming out may 28th on what the fuck is this about? on digital and vod yeah this looks pretty crazy it's uh kind of an end of the world type movie at least that's what it seems like it revolves around this one girl who's living in post-apocalyptic world and after the death of like her best friend she finds these weird mixtapes and these mixtapes have this like really cryptic shit but basically it like it's it's like a it's like predicting the end of the world and it tells you like how to stop the end of the world i don't know it's like some weird like cosmic horror but there's this really cool looking monster that's in it. So I'm pretty excited. Be on the lookout for that one May 28th on Digital and VOD. The next one is a movie called Every Time I Die. Sounds like a movie we watched recently. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this premise actually sounds pretty original. Uh, it involves what you think is, is one central character. But uh, the premise states that it's about... Uh, spirit who goes around possessing people's bodies in order to find out like who killed him oh shit what the fuck yeah so it's pretty cool because it seems like we're going to examine a bunch of different characters that the spirit possesses um and then once the spirit leaves their body they like you know can't, can't remember what happened but there's like evidence of them acting weird and stuff and they're like is this me <laughs> that sounds so, like it's gonna be dope 
yeah it, so definitely going to revolve around identity a lot i feel like um and it looks like it's going to have a pretty cool mystery so i'm pretty excited about this one uh unfortunately it's it's only coming out at a film festival pretty soon the cinequest uh, festival march of this year basically is when it starts i think it's like march 5th it starts so uh if you're in that area you can go check it out there's more information on their website the last trailer is for a movie called Treehouse, and this is the new Into the Dark original on Hulu. I've watched like for the month of March. I think I only watched one of those Into the Dark things. Mm. I watched Down. Oh yeah, one of the two people stuck on the elevator. The Valentine's Day one. Yeah. yeah. How was that? <laughs> uh it was going good, but then like the twist was not like oh. surprising. It was just like spoiler alert. The guy that's in the elevator with the chick, he purposely trapped them both in there because he was like stalking her and oh. he's in love with her. I thought it was going to be some crazy twist. Like he's like, I've been stalking you for a while. She's going to be like, what? I've been stalking you for a while. <laughs> and then they just really like cool. both like just fucking, I don't know. I don't know which yeah. way it would go from there. But okay. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't watched any of them yet, unfortunately, but this one is the first one I'm actually really excited about. Uh, I know I tagged you in this earlier because yeah. the, the trailer like just dropped today, but it looks really cool. Uh, basically, it's got uh, Liam McPoyle from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it as the protagonist. So you already know it's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Simpson. But this one looks dope. Uh, he, he plays this like celebrity chef or something who goes to his uh, cabin in like the middle of the woods. So you already know it's going to be pretty cool. Yes. And there's this old treehouse on the property and uh it doesn't really give away a whole lot more than that but he says something about witches so it seems like it's going to be a, a witch horror movie but it actually looks really cool the the makeup effect for like whatever it is it looks dope and it looks pretty atmospheric and jimmy simpson can really act so honestly i'm i'm sort of sick of like paranormal movies that are like oh this house is haunted mm. but witches and cults that is that is what I mean, that's what horror was mainly about in, like, the 70s. Yeah. Before, like, the slasher craze kicked in in the late 70s. But, I mean, look at shit like Black Sunday and all those fucking movies. Like, witches and demons was, like, the thing. Still is today, but now, like, yeah. it's, like, haunted house again. Like, Yeah, I mean, we just had a whole episode about which horror movies, you know. Sir. So, I mean, it's definitely still relevant, and it's going to continue to be relevant. But since uh, this movie Treehouse is the, you know, it's March themed, so it's like the Ides of March, I'm pretty excited to see what it's going to be all about. And because uh, it looked really atmospheric, I think it's either going to be like an actual supernatural type witch horror movie or like kind of like a trippy one. I'm not sure, but. I hope it's trippy. I don't think people appreciate trippy movies nowadays because mm. I was reading in like the horror group. Like someone said, like they didn't enjoy Mandy. Like, that's what? not even well. I wouldn't even call that movie necessarily trippy. It's just out there, you know. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's not to the point. I would see. I would consider trippy more like I don't know what the fuck is going on, and I could kind of get that vibe from Mandy, but it was still pretty straightforward, you know. Mother was trippy. Mother was trippy. Antichrist was. <laughs> I don't know why that movie just made me feel like just very bad. Like I felt, yeah. I don't know. Like I think like after his his wife started going crazy, like you could just 
feel it like there was nothing supernatural hinted at but like it, it you just kind of like felt something was off you know what i mean like, yeah it was fucking nuts it was Lars von trier is just a psychopath <laughs> and willem dafoe i'm glad he picked him because that motherfucker can act oh yeah he's like one of the greatest actors to ever exist dude uh i agree especially mm-hmm. from fucking shadow of the vampire like oh yeah dude was sick he was but yeah guys uh go check out treehouse i'm actually gonna i'm gonna watch it for sure it's coming out march 1st you gotta watch the, the puka too i do have to watch puka i heard yeah. my friend told me to watch puka i really want to see uh the body that was the first one that they that's when we were talking halloween. about for halloween yeah. yeah i can't believe we're we're such assholes we're telling <laughs> people about that and we still haven't watched it i know hey guys you know we're we're super busy and we all have our own stuff going on and sometimes we just watch different movies <laughs> but yeah i do plan on watching it still so not just like you know fuck this movie <laughs> i'm just never gonna watch it exactly but uh yeah march 1st on hulu treehouse go check it out so that wraps up the news as always we uh are gonna start with our first segment where we look in depth and you know recall a classic cult movie and that segment is the cult corner and in this week's cult corner semiel we have the original my bloody valentine oh yeah perfect for this valentine's day themed episode because you know i was watching it last night again and i really noticed you know how how well to the theme of valentine's day it actually plays like really the entire movie is is valentine's day themed it's like the perfect movie for it what was really attractive for me about this movie was like the setting for me it's just like the whole small town kids from the early 80s setting like nothing is better than that for a horror movie i agree and i mean not only that particular setting but the fact that it's like a mining town and you actually spend like a decent amount of time in the mines and it's like a dark claustrophobic setting and honestly it's perfect for a slasher you know yeah it was a it didn't need like really atmosphere Mm -hmm. because it just had that the mind setting you know like yeah what's fucking more stressing than than being stuck in some mines with a murderer yeah basically a murderous miner no less who who you think is uh you know an escaped psychopath (laughs) essentially but yeah and and so like that part of it just you know not to go off on a tangent but that part of it i really enjoyed too was the fact that you know it's like uh it's like the return of of this old killer from basically this urban legend in this town you know and now everybody's like oh harry warden you know and they're just like terrified of him like that that's pretty cool you know because there's already this like character attached to the miner and i think the miner is a really underrated like slasher villain like i was telling you last night oh yeah he is he doesn't i mean you'll see like once in a while someone at those horror cons dressing up as him Mm -hmm. but i i think most people know who the miner is like if you even mention my bloody valentine i mean most people like a lot of people at least kids kids i mean like 18 to 20 like you mentioned my bloody valentine they'll be like oh the one with the guy from supernatural yeah (laughs) not that that no that was actually pretty good for a remake i just didn't decent i just didn't like the whole 3d thing if they made it a regular movie it would have been so much better because it wouldn't have those like cheesy effects like a like a fucking pickaxe 
like coming at you like yeah. you're like whoa like, like i don't really want to see that that much i'd rather see it going into some guy's chest and yeah and just fountains of blood coming out of him and stuff I'll just give a nod to the remake because fucking the minor well dean from supernatural yeah he stuck a pickaxe up a midget woman's vagina <laughs> and stabbed her into the ceiling that was pretty good that was like that was probably one of my favorite post 2000s like kills in a movie it's like some rob zombie type kill shit yeah that's I, I was gonna say that's some like fuck that's some friday the 13th shit you know what yeah I mean? sort of i mean i guess the minor i don't know i feel like the minor was still really menacing in the original but i mean yeah i guess they kind of made him pretty menacing in the remake i mean I, I think they basically wanted to make him jason-esque i thought you know? he was like i thought he was scarier in the original in the remake he was more like brutish you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah exactly I think in the original, it was just the fact that, you know, he just like walked down the the mine shaft, just swinging his pickaxe, knocking down all the lights. Then the next thing you know, you'd spin around and he's just there gripping the yep. pickaxe and then he just slams it on. Like, that's pretty terrifying, you know? That was that was dope. That's the, another thing with the, with the newer one was missing, that suspense factor. Yeah. Like, it was mostly like an action thriller, you know what I mean? Psychological action thriller yeah because in the original like you really felt claustrophobic when you were down there and every time he like went out into like the town to kill somebody it was always like a pretty suspenseful sequence like it almost never broke away from that sequence uh like when he killed uh mabel like the woman Mm -hmm. in the laundromat or whatever like that was pretty dope and really like that was like the whole scene (laughs) until he uh found her and killed her and he was merciless you know so yeah it was cool and like uh, a lot of the kill scenes i thought were actually done pretty well oh yeah especially for its day and age oh yeah so i would say those are probably some of like the biggest things that you know really make this movie cult for me and and pretty underrated uh i mean was there anything that you didn't like about the movie honestly um no this is one of those rarities of like a slasher movie where like i felt i mean i guess the I mean, I, I really enjoyed the score, too. I enjoyed the score. Even that, like, redneck doo-wop music that would play sometimes. Yes, yes, honestly. That's what <laughs> that's what made this movie. Yeah. Like, I just It, it kind of made it feel realistic, I feel like, almost. You this, know? Is, this is one of those, like, I know I talk about a lot, like, perfect slashers. But this, along with The Burning, and I'm just talking 80s, like, perfect slasher. This, The Burning, fucking Slaughter High. I loved Slaughter High. Yeah, it's Slaughter so High bad. Friday the 13th, the first one, which is honestly, it had the same feel to it as My Bloody Valentine. At least like the the cinematography and like the lighting and Mm -hmm. like the whole claustrophobia because they're just in these small, you know, cabins and someone's just around the corner and you don't know who the fuck it is or why it's going on. People are getting brutally murdered. And Mm -hmm. you could tell My Bloody Valentine took a lot of Friday the 13th elements. Like at least like the, the camera work a lot. I don't know if you paid really like a lot of attention to it, but like the lighting and the camera work were like very similar in My Bloody Valentine and Friday the Thirteenth. Apart from the first person POV yeah, yeah, shots, yeah, yeah. obviously, but yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, like just like of, of other than that, you know, mm-hmm. just just the feel of it in general, and like that just goes to show you how much of an influence Friday the Thirteenth was on like the on the eighties, bro. Like, I think I think if Friday the Thirteenth wasn't set in you know in a campground 
on a lake, you know, out in the middle of the woods, it would it would definitely seem very similar to my Believe Valentine. Yeah, so I know seriously. Yeah. There's a a lot of like perfect slashers. And then there was like Silent Night, Deadly Night that were just yeah. trying to capitalize on the whole, you know, slasher thing going on the whole slasher yeah, craze. The themed. Well, and but like see like I feel like people were making movies back then. Oh, this is a slasher movie. You know, it's the 1980s. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing to do is slashers. But the Burning and Madman and those were like those were different. Of course, like they had their not cheesy, but like I want I want to say like goofy moments. Yeah. Of course, all old movies do, but like they were just much much better movies than like shit like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or Blood Lake and stuff <laughs> stuff that came out in like the late '80s that like when like the slasher genre was struggling to stay alive. You know. Yeah. I mean, and you know, like I said, with the music, kind of made this movie more realistic. A lot of those, you know, cheesy, goofy moments themselves are just a product of the times. I mean, that's, I'm assuming, <laughs> kind of how people really acted back then, you know? Not not just straight up like, you know, hey, like, how you doing, George? But Like, well, 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 well geez, <laughs> like, you know, like Morty. Like. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, yeah. Like, every time, you know, we'd see uh, the kids in My Bloody Valentine out at, like, the bar just shooting the shit, and then, you know, some drama would unfold, like... I mean, obviously, it was a little dramatized, but for the most part, I think, you know, you could kind of expect people to, to act that way in the 80s. So, Oh, yeah, people were fucking cornballs back yeah. then. But uh, I was going to say, I mean, talking about influence, obviously influenced by Halloween doing the whole uh, holiday-themed thing. And oh, yeah, of I th- course. I th- I'm pretty sure that this was the first real, like, Valentine's Day-themed, at least slasher movie but yeah it was yeah the th- i mean the thing that separates it you know from all the other holiday ripoffs is just that uh it just does it really well i mean even the the plot like the the whole like valentine's thing and love is central to the plot because axel of course who ends up being uh disguised as harry warren the minor you know his whole reason for for bringing back the the legend and donning the suit is uh because of jealousy basically yeah you know over over that one girl i, I like that they made like in the in the remake though they made the killer tom instead of axel yeah that was interesting because like they they tricked us because everyone's like i've seen the original i yeah. mean i know it's axel, axel yeah. and then it ends up being tom and like the fuck like that was pretty cool and that was uh probably one of the first like movies i've seen that uh has taken that approach yeah you know probably like the only one i've seen that i'm pretty sure maybe like a giallo movie has done that before i just can't recall but it is pretty cool i mean you introduce the the protagonist you know and you have him go through the whole movie and you want to root for him and then at the end you find out like he's the killer i i i could kind of tell it was him because uh when he killed the the hooker and her boyfriend whatever Mm -hmm. i mean obviously i mean at the beginning it shows that dean (laughs) he was in the same hotel as the people who got butchered you know the trucker and the prostitute yeah and in the photos it shows him walk by their room and look into the window that's honestly when i like had my suspicions but then later on in the movie i was like no it can't be him because this and this he got locked in there but then i thought bro i can easily put myself in a cage like that and bend that metal bar back and like make it look like i was locked in there yeah but 
I mean, uh, you know, I while I like that, I, I do like the approach that the original t- took to just keeping it, with, you know, the love triangle. Uh, that's, yeah. It makes most sense to me for like a Valentine's Day themed kind of thing. It was, the original was much better, but the remake was like. It was enjoyable. Exactly. It was one of like the remakes that's like, hey man, I'm glad you didn't completely destroy this like movie and you put your own spin on it. Like, yeah, that was honest. Like the, the remake was like a solid like seven out of ten for me but like the original is like 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 at least nine out of ten for me i would give it a 10 but like fuck it i'll give it a 10 it's a 10 it's a 10 out of 10 remake still is like you know almost three notches short of being as good but still the original one just has that to feel mm-hmm. i like the score i like the small town setting when like well gee well well, gee, Tom, you know that was sure awfully mean. You know, like those type. And it of was people. like a, it was like a Canadian town or something too. That's why everyone yeah. was like that. Yeah, I like the killer's mo too, with like delivering the hearts and the in the candy boxes. I don't cool. know. I think that's pretty cool. I think it is. Too. Separates him kind of from other, you know, slasher villains. I just like how the original spent more time in the mines than the remake too. Like, yeah, the original was mainly about like, like, hey, these mines right here, and like. People are climbing up them. We need to get the fuck out. Like, yeah. climb up. No, no, climb down. Climb down. Like A lot of uh, slasher movies I've noticed have kind of been in, uh, you know, very, I would say, like, comfortable settings. Like, you know, like houses and uh, stuff of that nature. Even, like, the campground where you should feel safe. But, you know, not a lot of uh, movies have really explored these, like, claustrophobic kind of places like you know like like an old mine shaft where you know if you light a cigarette you're probably gonna explode to death you know so uh yeah i don't know i think uh, i think more should do that so i'm I'm, like i'm glad that this movie spent a lot of time in like the mine shafts and yeah i just thought it was really effective overall so there you know a lot of a lot of good kill scenes and they were placed in like good spots throughout the movie you know it was paced well so yeah, I mean this movie totally deserves the status. Plus the original one, you couldn't really like guess who the killer was, honestly. Mm-hmm. In the new one, you can, it, it's either Axel or Tom. But in the old one, you're like, who the fuck is it? Is oh, it I really mean, Henry Warden? Like Yeah, no, oh, they definitely made you think it was Harry Warden like the entire time. I mean, if I knew nothing about the movie, I would have expected it. Yeah. You know, cuz I mean, I guess if you like really look back and stuff, you could probably pinpoint like, oh, Axel wasn't here at this moment in time where he like ran off or something and you could it probably connects but you wouldn't really think about stuff like that if you're just watching the movie you're like oh man fucking harry warden broke out of you know a mental hospital and now he's after these kids so they they i like it it was a good twist it threw you for a loop and uh yeah overall i mean this movie kind of had all the the good elements of a you know really good slasher movie it really did it was one of few like i said perfect slashers for me it had everything I wanted, had the kills, had the dope killer guys. We've never seen someone just dressed in like a fucking, you know, that, that minor mask for like yeah. fucking breathing. Like I've never seen that before. And movies copied off that after that. So like we had a lot of off-brand slashers that had a similar look as the minor. So, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's iconic. I can't really uh, say much more than that. But if you guys have any thoughts about My Bloody Valentine be sure to let us know about it but uh we are going to move on now to another movie that has some uh, valentine's day themed kind of elements to it. it was released on valentine's day 
last week. But before we get into it, we do have to give a shout out to some other SRD shows. All right, Fred. So the people at Sports Radio Detroit want us to cut a promo for Parsons and Slow. Want them to cut me a check for Parsons and Slow. Well, um, I've I've Googled some keywords and I'm going to uh, put them here in a promo. So so here it goes. Ready, Fred? Yeah. Uh, analytics away. Parsons and Slow. We have the content consumers crave. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, anywhere else that podcasts are available or will kill you. We won't really kill you. Just listen to our podcast, brand new, every Friday on Sports Radio Detroit. Okay, I'm ready to do the promo. Oh, that was it. Do you love pop culture? Discussions about pop culture? Ranking and rating treasured pieces of that shared culture against each other? I I mean, I do think Flea's a good bass player. He does what he does very well. And like I said, he's he's a he's like a rock star, you know. He's eccentric. What is so funny? What I just didn't like? know he talks so long about flea. I, I didn't know anybody had I mean, so many just, feelings. I do. So many I feelings. I got feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Music, movies, television, food, sports, pro wrestling. We are the determination of what is over or underrated across all fields of greater cultural consumption. Subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, or visit us at sportsradiodetroit.com. Over under fair. Your final word in pop culture relevance. Welcome back, boys and ghouls. Welcome to the main segment where we're going to be reviewing Happy Death Day to You. Aw, ye. So, the sequel to Happy Death Day, I think done by the same director, Chris Landon. Uh, But this movie coming out last week on Valentine's Day, it does make sense. It's not uh, wholly, you know, Valentine's Day themed because, as we all know, the first one kind of a mix between a slasher movie and like kind of sci-fi with tree being stuck in a time loop reliving the same day over and over again being killed see we didn't know it was sci-fi we thought it was something probably like supernatural in the first one yeah i yeah we really had no idea but this movie you know uh without giving away what happens exactly we'll just talk about the technical aspects but but this movie uh does kind of uh get into why you know this is going on oh yeah it elaborates the shit out of itself yeah which i felt see here's my problem with movies like this give a minor explanation mm-hmm. so we can be like oh yeah makes sense but when they start like giving us like the intricacies like i, I feel like that's when i'm just like yeah. oh boy now i gotta put up I, now i gotta keep up with this all this all these jargons and I shit so, like yeah. i mean i thought that uh the path it took was pretty cool though but i, I did too I, I i'm glad it wasn't something mm-hmm. fucking supernatural or yeah. something like that they, they didn't like uh they didn't like pretentiously you know expand upon it i don't feel like but yeah, it, they it, did. but i mean it was definitely you know central to what was happening i mean pretty much the entire movie revolved around this thing that happens and again without you know giving anything away because i feel like it's pretty hard to talk about this movie almost without you know wanting to give spoilers but uh it's it's pretty nuts i mean i will say though kind of fewer uh horror elements in this movie which doesn't necessarily you know make it bad or it's not a bad thing because we still get to see the you know the baby-faced killer oh yeah and there's there's still plenty of uh 
horror elements and chase scenes and suspenseful moments which i think were all done really well in this movie but there's a lot of other things at work here as well oh yeah did anything uh, particularly bother you without giving away spoilers um you know at no point was i ever really like yeah i don't really like this too much i mean i guess maybe some of the dialogue was like a little tongue-in-cheek it was really funny it was funny yeah like very funny <laughs> yeah i mean i think as with all comedy it's pretty easy to to pick out certain lines and things like that that just seem kind of like they were obviously written down and you know oh, forced yeah. sort of but i mean overall i mean there, there isn't really much i i didn't like um, I guess if I had to pick something, it would just be that, you know, I wish that it kind of kept more to its horror roots. But again, like I said, I don't mind the the direction they took it in. So same. What the but one thing I didn't like was like there was some certain points where you thought like the movie was almost over. She was going to solve it finally and like everything would be back to normal. Too many times was it like, aha, it's not over and she still needs to do this. After it happened the yeah. first time, I was like, okay, cool. And then like 20 minutes of like just shit happening. And then again, she tries and then again, she fails. And then again, and then again, you're like, damn, you guys made it seem like the, like three times ago that it was close to ending. And then basically the, the first time it gets, you feel like it's getting close to the end. Mm. It's not. And that's what kind of like. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I, I, yeah i kind of i kind of feel that it's <laughs> real it was like it was like she's about to and then boom he comes from behind the curtains you know what i mean yeah, and, then, yeah. and then like it just goes off in another direction for like another 20 minutes and then finally gets back to that like you know like yeah there, yeah, there are a lot of points where i felt like we got sidetracked a lot in that movie. yeah the, the characters uh will go do one thing or try to accomplish one goal and then you know when they uh meet back up they they figure something else out that they have to do so yeah that it i guess it doesn't really have a very linear flow yeah it was very which weirdly paced I, that's all i'll say the pacing was kind of i don't i don't know if the the pacing was necessarily bad i think uh the narrative structure was just odd yeah and you the, know and the transitions like from scene to scene like yeah. Which, I mean, for I'll say this much. For a movie like this that concerns this whole, like, time loop concept and all, all of this type of shit, you know, all this... I don't know. I don't want to... I don't want to say... I was going to say something that would have been a total spoiler, but... Yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, all, all that kind of stuff, like those kind of sci-fi elements, they kind of, you know, cater to a weird narrative structure because you can kind of just do whatever you want. But uh, still, I mean, the fact that they were kind of repetitive i guess transitional scenes in this movie was not something i particularly liked you know i bring it up but i mean i still thought it was entertaining enough that that didn't really matter like too much you know this movie this is a kind of movie where you know definitely plays on like the twists and uh you know giving you red herrings and not really letting you in on exactly what's going on until the perfect time you know so uh, i do kind of agree i mean i guess one other thing i'll say is that even though this is a sequel it kind of doesn't feel like a sequel you know what i mean it feels like this should have been 
like part of the first i was gonna say it should have been like a three hour long movie yeah and so i mean i guess i'll say it almost feels like more of like a companion piece kind of than than a sequel which i'm still mulling over like whether i think is good or bad i mean it's definitely interesting because i wasn't expecting the direction that this movie took to to actually happen you know i mean i wouldn't say it was bad i felt like it was overly complex yeah to the point where like it was just like all right come on let's just have it can we just like can we just get the solution already like kind of yeah. that's what i kind of felt like throughout it i guess we kind of did know the solution throughout it was just more about them executing it yeah. yeah so i mean all that said though it's still a super original idea still is yeah and i still think that they executed it overall very well like it was a fun movie the dialogue was hilarious you know and then uh you know talking about the valentine's day thing i mean the whole relationship between tree and carter was a very central thing in the first movie you know and in this movie it's especially important oh yeah so i mean that whole you know love theme is, is is a very big part of this movie and you guys will see exactly what we mean but i think they accomplished it really well you know yeah i agree it it was better than i expected but honestly i just wish it was like you said earlier i just wish there was more horror yeah kind of i mean you know i i don't think that the the parts that detracted from the horror were bad like like we've been saying no they were super interesting yeah but um the first movie definitely more i would say of like a horror comedy this movie ends up kind of blending a bunch of like other genres together you know like this movie i would call it a a horror sci-fi rom-com <laughs> kind yeah of, you know because there were like similar horror movies like we talked about it earlier today like the deaths of ian stone and then uh there was another one called i think salvage yeah which like which consists of people having to die over and over till they figure out why they keep dying yeah and you know i mean this is uh itself a, a meta movie you know it's self-aware oh, hell yeah plays on all the tropes and stuff of course i mean the whole fact that you know we had a, a final girl who didn't really seem like a final girl and then she evolved over time into into like a really cool final girl you know like there's been a bunch of articles about tree gilman as a as a really cool contemporary like final girl in a horror movie but then you know you throw in the fact that it's like a time loop kind of thing and it it definitely like gives it that access to all kinds of different stuff like you want to throw in a love angle somehow it makes sense you know yeah just because it's it's self-aware and it can it can do that so i I still think it was cool that they did it but i would say if you're looking for more of like a, a more of like a raw horror comedy then the first movie definitely does that better oh yeah yeah, I don't know. Do you have uh, anything else you want to say about Happy Death Day to you? I mean, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. It was fu- it was a fun ride. They did some really innovative and cool stuff with it. The acting was good. The the horror elements that were present were good. So I don't really have too much more to say about it. Yeah, I don't either. I would I would go see it if I were you guys. Honestly, it's it, it's worth checking it out for like seven bucks instead of like buying the Blu-ray when it comes out. You know. Yeah. For sure, but you—I would say you do have to watch the first movie just to really get an understanding of like what's going on. Oh yeah, no, you can't just go ahead and watch this. You know, like you, 
you're just gonna be like, what the fuck's going on? Why is she acting like this? Like, yeah. <laughs> you will not know the how important Carter is and her like relationship with him and all that. Like, yeah. or why <laughs> she's acting like, oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And this just really expands upon that. So go check out Happy Death Day to you, mm-hmm. and go go buy Happy Death Day. It's like ten bucks for the Blu-ray. Like, it's the DVD is probably even cheaper. So it's worth it. It's good, but yeah okay so physical media forever <laughs> okay so if you have to give a final score for happy death day to you seven out of ten okay all right that's I, I liked it just as much as i liked the my bloody valentine remake we'll put it that way okay yeah i think i gave it like a three and a half out of five or something you know yeah, so not a perfect movie you know definitely not a perfect horror movie but what it does it does really well and it's super innovative and I mean, I think that this is, uh, if they decide to like continue making Happy Death Day movies, I think they could probably get away with doing a bunch of cool stuff with it, you know? I think so. They would just like, I would tell it from like, the next one's probably going to be from uh, Carter's perspective. Yeah, I really don't know. Uh, I, I will say this much. There is a post credit scene, so if you do go to the movie theater. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, be sure to check out the post credit scene. So, uh, I won't really say too much but it may or may not be setting up a sequel or spin-off of sorts so uh yeah go check it out if you do see it pretty soon let us know uh, what you guys thought about it all right so in this next segment the final segment in this episode we're going to cover a movie that just came out pretty recently on uh, streaming services and we're gonna let you guys know if uh, you should watch it or not and we're gonna do that on the chopping block and on this week's <laughs> chopping block, we have Don't Knock Twice. Yes, yes. I uh, accidentally found this movie probably like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. This and Lights Out, I both found them on the same day. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch them both. And I was like, holy shit, that was great. The thing that really interested me about this movie was the fact that it was about like a witch. Yeah. You know me and witch movies. <laughs> so this girl and her like friend, he's like this fucking british guy she's british and then her mom's american so she's like she's like honey i want to get to know you again she's like, you left me when i was a little girl you know like <laughs> yeah. you're just like oh shit you know why is her mom like super like fucking yankee you know and she's like a fucking brit and then you know we learn that she like abandoned her kid or whatever because like drugs and art and stuff or yeah. whatever the fuck <laughs> Uh, you know you wouldn't understand you don't have kids yeah i wouldn't fucking do drugs and leave them to go do art because i'm not a piece of shit pretentious yeah. artist piece of shit but anyway <laughs> so her daughter goes with her friend and they go they go to this house oh if you knock twice on this door roll eh, and the witch gonna come kill you you know like yeah. so it's like this whole it, again this is like a whole like urban legend yes. kind of horror movie which, which is, i really like which is really awesome mm-hmm. so they go they knock twice and then uh later on they go home and you know the black dude's in his house and he hears two knocks at his front door he goes and he looks in the hallway and there's like this like demon thing like it it, it had like the perfect guys it had the the claws mm-hmm. the fucking skinny body and like yeah. it was just standing there with like fucking the light reflecting shadows off the floor and it was just like the music that played when we first saw it too was like it was like that that like end of the world trumpet 
kind of noise. And then, like, all of a sudden, there was someone in his room, like, run, mm-hmm. get out. And then he just got fucking attacked. And then he died, clearly. But then, you know, we fast forward to the girl. Now she's getting haunted by this, the Baba Yaga, you know, and then, yeah. which is an old, like, Slavic fucking... <laughs> We we've all heard of her growing up. All of our parents. If you don't listen, the Baba Yaga is gonna come get you. We're like, what the fuck yeah. is that? You know, like <laughs> this isn't something that hasn't been done before. But I still thought that they executed it pretty well. It does kind of s- still have that same sort of, I guess, style or vibe to it, much like you know, Insidious or uh, other movies of this type. I guess I'm thinking of stuff like The Midnight Man and Even Lights Out was like Lights Out, like, almost the same like type of like demon thing kind of yeah slender man you know stuff stuff like that mara i mean it kind of makes sense too because uh, javier botet <laughs> plays the monster in all of them you know the really? big skinny guy yeah the skinny oh, the skinny lanky uh yeah character actor who he, he plays uh in wreck as well actually really yeah you'll see you'll see but oh shit i know uh but yeah he is uh the <laughs> i guess the baba yaga in don't knock twice but so, so he obviously does a great job, but I think that this movie, uh, despite having that kind of familiar tone to it, still managed to impress. I mean, the actual scenes where you could see the monster or whatever, you know, or those like, or those uh, suspenseful scenes where just crazy shit was happening. I thought that they were done pretty well. You know, the lighting was good and uh, throughout a lot of the movie. It was a really atmospheric movie. Like mm. people don't give it enough credit for like, the atmosphere like you could literally cut the tension with a knife every time you think the demon is around the corner Mm -hmm. and some weird shit starts happening the movie gets really really intense like almost immediately like it goes from zero to a hundred like yeah maybe with like fucking 20 seconds of suspense and then here comes the fucking (laughs) yeah and um i mean i will say there was some pretty good mystery oh yeah the twist the plot the twist was good i really liked the twist i don't know why this movie gets hate it's all, mean, the, it's all the jaded 80s horror fans. Yeah. This, is a, this, uh, this is garbage. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was better. Yeah, clearly it's better, but this movie did a lot of other things better. Yeah. Like one, cinematography. Like, yeah. we People think it's not that big of a deal, but it really is. 80s movies, I wouldn't say they're better. They're like not the same as modern movies, yeah. but like they're not necessarily better. People are just jaded because of nostalgia that's all it is like i i think if this movie came out in the 80s with this kind of like production value people would shit their pants people who grew up watching 80s movies like can't handle movies like this like these movies are too much for them yeah honestly like in terms of scariness i mean Mm -hmm. you watch 80s horror movies and it's like oh yeah you know that was a fun enjoyable movie like you know like let's say night of the demons Mm -hmm. right but it's not scary you don't watch Night of the Demons to be yeah. scared. You watch it to enjoy it. But this movie will fuck with you, I think. Yeah, I think the I think it definitely had some pretty creepy moments for sure. Uh especially at the end. I like that whole part where you could like actually, you know. But uh I guess the one of the biggest things that I didn't really like about this movie is just I I don't think that this movie like narratively flowed very well i I was thinking that too i felt like it was all over the place yeah the writing was kind of kind of lackluster the 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 dialogue was not bad though the dialogue was Mm -hmm. pretty decent but i i agree with you it was it was kind of like 
here and there like all the time yeah and uh i mean we kind of picked this movie today too because you know with with the mom and the daughter how their story kind of begins and unfolds there's a very obvious theme between them of familial love that is not like reciprocated you know yeah like they're trying to mend this like broken bond and you know as this as you might expect as the story goes they explore all these feelings that they have for each other many of which are not good (laughs) yeah you know especially from from the daughter's perspective because her mom left her you know obviously i would be pissed too but uh but the movie explores that so it's definitely more about uh you know them finding their love for each other again and but you know it's not like overwhelming i don't think although i wasn't super convinced between their chemistry that much i don't know if it was because uh one was you know american and the other was british i don't not really but you know it just made it fun she wouldn't call her mom by her you left me when i was a little child she's like but honey i love you it just it doesn't fit yeah there's kind of like a disconnect i mean it's it's kind of a cool decision I mean, writing if, wise but if my kid was english i wouldn't love him less but i'd be like hey kid you talk weird <laughs> we're from the states around here all right yeah we talk american here you damn traitor like <laughs> but no i mean uh i i just i don't know i think uh, as actresses i just didn't really feel there like was no chemistry no. very well yeah but i mean i think on an individual level they both they did good yeah yeah had good performances and overall i mean i think the performances in yeah just in general were, were pretty good especially from that weird uh what was she ukrainian or, or something <laughs> that that one that one lady uh i think she was like she was some kind of gypsy or something yeah know. she was she she was definitely i think romani or something like that something yeah but i mean pretty convincing performances uh you know it wasn't uh unscary if that's a word <laughs> um but it, again like i said it definitely has that kind of familiar tone if you've seen like insidious and stuff like that you've definitely seen this movie before oh yeah um and i guess i would say one of the, the biggest detractors for me is that throughout the movie the story can kind of kind of lose you sometimes and the characters can kind of lose you sometimes i wouldn't say that they were necessarily like boring because i think what happens with like the twist and those characters i think that's pretty cool but i didn't like really care about all the characters that much so this this movie's strengths are definitely in the actual horror scenes with like the monster and i think for those scenes specifically you should definitely check this movie out oh yeah i agree like if anything fuck the story just just i mean <laughs> kind of pay attention because the tw- the twist is everything yeah it's still important the but... killer guys though is the most important like, yeah she is scary as shit like legitimately mm-hmm. this is other than Pumpkinhead and the unnameable this is one of the actual like scarier movie monsters yeah i would agree with that besides the bitch from lights out and <laughs> the dude from bedeviled was all right we just didn't see really enough of him i feel yeah. they just kind of like he just kind of manifested as other people and the crooked man was too much cgi yeah and then the bye-bye man like it was fucking dumb (laughs) midnight man though that was dope no i think the creature design for that one was was actually pretty cool yeah but i i'll agree i mean i think that the uh creature in this movie was definitely one of the creepier that's why i like watching it i mean when we rewatched it recently i was 
I was still impressed by it. You know, it was I always su- am, yeah. sufficiently creepy. For I think sure. I watched it like four times so far. So Yeah. And it's entertaining. I mean, you know, like I said, even though you can kind of get lost in the story and the characters, it's still a good horror film, especially like one to turn on kind of late at night, you know, and, and to experience all the all the tense, suspenseful scenes in the movie. They're pretty good. Honestly, the best way you can enjoy this movie is like, by yourself or with you know your chick or your guy whatever friday night saturday night and then watch this movie you're gonna feel super paranoid (laughs) yeah it's you're gonna feel even more uneasier like it just adds to like the movie honestly do it do it yeah for me it's uh definitely not chopped no hell no it's not chopped this is for me this is another seven out of ten for me because i thoroughly enjoyed this and lights out you know, in comparison to, uh, like, Happy Death Day to you, this movie, not really the most original, but... No, this was, was, more, this was more fun. Yeah. So, uh, the movie was just recently released on Netflix, and it's uh, trending over there. So, uh, if you have Netflix, you should definitely check this movie out. Consider making it part of your weekend. Definitely should. Yeah. So, that is pretty much going to wrap it up for episode number 49 next week tune in we've got a special episode we're gonna be talking about horror at uh, the oscars so be sure to tune in next week on crazy discussion This has been an SRD production.